You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. John 8, 32. Dear Lord, you are the author of truth. By truth, you wove the universe into existence, and by truth, you sustain it. We want to be people built on truth, living lives of transparent honesty. Father, we repent for all the times we've relied on lies to get ahead or out of situations. We recognize that lies can be like shackles, chaining us to false identities and expectations. We pray that your truth would set us free, free from the lies of the enemy that tell us we're not enough, free from the lies we believed about ourselves or told others. We want to live free from lies, holding fast to the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to Pre-News, where hope is our only bias. Today's news at a glance, the U.S. is cautiously pressing Israel for a pause to get hostages out and essential aid in to Gaza. The fate of Sam Bankman-Fried, crypto's wonderkind turned villain, is in the hands of the jury, and the Texas Rangers win their first World Series, ending a long odyssey of faith and failure. Today, we are praising God for the truth of the gospel that sets us free from lies, discouragement, and false narratives. This world is bound to give us mixed messages, causing us to doubt what's real and what's fake. But in all things, we can trust in the unchanging gospel and build our lives on the foundation of truth. We're glad you're here. We pray today's news leaves you informed and transformed. If you've enjoyed Pray News thus far, we would love it if you left us a review. Doing so does two things. One, we get to hear your testimony. We get to hear how this is impacting people's lives. And two, it helps other people find this podcast. That way, we can spread the hope of Jesus and inform people on current events. Before we get to today's first story, let's hear a word from these sponsors. In the latest developments in the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas, the U.S. government is set to engage in diplomatic efforts to press the Israeli government for pauses in military operations in Gaza. These brief cessations of hostilities are aimed at facilitating the safe release of hostages and the distribution of much-needed humanitarian aid. As the region grapples with the impacts of the fierce fighting, this report delves into the intricacies of the critical situation, examining the stakes and parties involved, and the potential implications for these proposed pauses. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken will be the key figure in urging the Israeli government to agree to a series of brief cessations in military operations in Gaza. These humanitarian pauses aim to allow the safe release of hostages including two Americans, Judith Ronan, 59, and her daughter, Natalie Ronan, 17, and from the distribution of essential aid to the Palestinian population within the city. This move comes after President Biden disclosed that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has previously consented to a temporary halt in shelling on October 20th to facilitate the release of the aforementioned hostages. It is crucial to note that these proposed pauses are not calls for a complete ceasefire, but rather targeted at temporary breaks in military operations to address specific humanitarian needs. Gaza is currently facing an acute humanitarian crisis, with civilians dealing with shortages in food, water, medicine, and fuel. Particularly, hospital wards are filling up. The Israeli military's intense bombardment in response to rocket attacks from Hamas have resulted in significant civilian casualties and destruction of infrastructure. A recent strike on the refugee camp in Gaza resulted in a loss of numerous civilian lives, underscoring the dire situation on the ground. It's important to note that Hamas is a terrorist organization that holds power in Gaza but does not represent the totality of Palestinians within Gaza. Israel's war is against Hamas, not Gaza. However, due to the dense population of Gaza and its tightly wound infrastructure, 
Thousands of innocent residents of Gaza have been injured, displaced, or killed as a result of Israel's counteroffensive. Amidst this backdrop of violence and deprivation, the need for humanitarian aid is more pressing now than ever for the sake of these women and children and civilians. The proposed pauses in military operations aim to create windows of opportunity for these aid organizations to reach those in need and for civilians to access essential services and resources without the fear of explosions and shootings. The U.S. government's push for humanitarian pauses comes amid increasing pressure from humanitarian groups and some members of the international community to respond to the crisis in Gaza. However, this stance is not without its critics, including President Biden's own party, with several Democratic lawmakers calling for an immediate de-escalation and ceasefire. But it's more nuanced than just a ceasefire. It's more nuanced than just stopping the fighting altogether. The Biden administration, while sympathetic to the humanitarian plight of the Palestinian people, believes that a complete ceasefire would disproportionately benefit Hamas, allowing them to regroup and recover and possibly attack again. They have shown their cards and they've shown their intentions for Israel. And so stopping the offensive could prove to be lethal and dangerous. Secretary Blinken's visit to Israel and his subsequent discussions with Israeli officials, including Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, will be pivotal in determining the way forward. The U.S. is advocating for localized and temporary pauses that would allow for safe release of additional hostages and delivery of humanitarian aid, with negotiations for further hostages released ongoing. The success of these diplomatic efforts will hinge on Israel's willingness to agree to these pauses, with the ultimate aim of alleviating the humanitarian crisis in Gaza while maintaining the pressure on Hamas. There's a possibility for a win-win here for Israel. If they can somehow get more people out of Gaza, more innocent civilians, and get more aid into these places, it might help with their offensive against Hamas. In the midst of the complex and volatile situation, it is imperative to reflect on the Christian values of peace, compassion, and aid to those in need. The Bible calls on believers to be peacemakers, to love our neighbors, and to extend a helping hand to those in distress. Not everyone in Gaza is of Hamas. And so, getting humanitarian aid, getting necessary supplies and aid and support to these people is crucial. The proposed humanitarian pauses represent an opportunity to live out these values, providing a glimmer of hope and relief to civilians caught in the crossfire of this protracted conflict. Yet, there must be wisdom and caution applied, since Hamas is not playing by the same rules as the United States or Israel. As we navigate the challenges of this situation, let us pray for wisdom of our leaders, for protection for the innocent, and lasting peace in the region that reflects the love and compassion of the heart of God. With all this being said, let's lift this story up in prayer. Heavenly Father, in a world torn by conflict and sorrow, we lift up the troubled region of Gaza and the lives shadowed by strife. We ask for your presence to be with those who are suffering and your peace to permeate hearts on all sides of this conflict. Grant wisdom and compassion to leaders making difficult discussions and may your love guide them towards paths that lead to safety of the hostages, relief for the suffering, and a future where understanding triumphs over animosity. Protect the innocent, heal the wounded, and restore hope where it has dimmed. In your mercy, hear our prayer, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. As the gavel fell in New York federal courtroom, signaling the end of what might be touted as the financial courtroom drama of the decade, Sam Bankman-Fried, the erstwhile emperor of cryptocurrency empire, FTX was found guilty of a deception so grand it could rival the plot of a Hollywood thriller. But alas, this was no silver screen fiction. The conviction of FTX founder marks a crescendo in the cacophony of the crypto world's tumultuous symphony, 
leaving investors and onlookers alike both shocked and oddly unsurprised. Sam Bankman-Fried, the former crypto wonder kid with his unruly mop of hair and a demeanor that screamed Silicon Valley, played his part to the hilt. He had risen meteorically to fame and fortune, his face gracing magazine covers and his enterprise sponsoring everything from sports teams to celebrity endorsements. Yet, like many tragic heroes, his fatal flaw, hubris perhaps, or greed, saw him plummet from the zenith of crypto king to the depths of a convicted fraudster. The trial, a month-long spectacle, peeled back the layers of a complex financial web spun by Bankman Fried. His venture FTX, once a goliath in the crypto exchange arena, imploded spectacularly, leaving a crater in its wake. Billions of dollars belonging to unsuspecting customers vanished into the ether, with the dream of crypto riches turning into dust. Bankman Fried, only 31, bet on his own innocence by testifying, a high-stakes gamble that ended in a conviction on all seven accounts he faced. Jurors, stoic sentinels of justice, delivered their verdict after a mere few hours of contemplation. That didn't take long. A testament, perhaps, to the weight and evidence laid bare before them. The U.S. Attorney's Office painted Bankman Fried as a modern-day Gatsby, flying too close to the sun on wings of false promises and misappropriated funds. His former allies turning government witnesses now were the chorus of this Greek tragedy, revealing the inner workings of a scheme that robbed Peter to pay Paul, or in this case, used customer funds to fill the cavernous debts of his sister hedge fund, Alameda Research. That's right, he used one company to fund another. Caroline Ellison, Bankman Fried's ex-girlfriend and the former CEO of Alameda Research, became the prosecutor's star witness, recounting a tale of balance sheet forgery and constant dread in the company. Her testimony, along with that of other insiders, shone a spotlight on the murky depths to which Bankman Fried allegedly stooped in his quest for power and influence. Bankman Fried's defense team attempted to paint him not as a villain, but as an overeager entrepreneur navigating the treacherous waters with innocence in an industry that often can be deceitful. They portrayed a narrative of complexity and chaos inherent in the wild west of crypto, suggesting that their client's only crime was a failure to install adequate risk management protocols for FTX. But Bankman Fried's own testimony, characterized by confident assertions of noble intent, clashed sharply with the prosecutor's portrayal of his character. They depicted him as a master of duplicity, comfortable with deception if it served his grand vision. His inconsistent answers and selective memory under cross-examination may well have sealed his fate. Presiding over this legal odyssey was U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan, whose seasoned experience provided both a brisk pace and occasional moments of levity amidst the proceedings. His interjections and fond recollections of a simpler time in his father's deli offering a humanizing touch to a sterile courtroom. With the jury's verdict, Bankman Fried now faces a future measured in prison terms rather than market terms. Yet the legal battles are far from over, with additional charges looming over the horizon. This is a cautionary tale, not just for the man at its center, but for an industry that operates on the fringes of traditional regulations. Bankman Fried's conviction has sent shockwaves through the world of cryptocurrency, calling into question the viability and integrity of an industry that promises decentralization and democratization of finance. It also opens up broader conversations about the ethical responsibilities of entrepreneurs and the safeguards necessary to protect consumers in the digital age. For observers, the Sam Bakeman-Fried saga serves as a stark reminder of the age-old adage, 
All that glitters is not gold. It is a story of ambition, of a meteoric rise and a cataclysmic fall, and ultimately, of a search for justice in the uncharted territories of modern finance. As Bankman Fried awaits sentencing, the rest of us ponder the lessons to be learned. As for us, the story provides us with an opportunity to reflect on our own relationships to the truth. What lies have we allowed to become normalized in our lives because they bring us convenience, resources, or status? The story of Abram lying about his wife to Pharaoh comes to mind. In Genesis 12, Abram lies about his wife, Sarai, claiming she's his sister. This lie was meant to protect himself from danger. Abram figured that if Sarai was his sister and not his wife, then Pharaoh wouldn't kill Abram to get to Sarai because she was super beautiful. The lie worked, but it came at a cost. Pharaoh did take Sarai, but he ended up giving Abram an abundance of riches in exchange for marrying Sarai. Abram gained wealth because of his lie, but he ended up losing his wife in the process. There are many lessons from this story, but here are just a few. One, people are always hurt in the wake of our lies. No matter what we gain in the process of lying, someone always ends up worse. Pharaoh and Sarai ended up hurt because of Abram. And if it weren't for God bailing them out, there would have been a definite downturn. Second, our lies catch up to us eventually. Abram had to deal with the wake of his lies, which undoubtedly damaged his relationship with his wife. Third, lies offer us short-term blessings, but long-term curses. Let's move forward as people of truth today. No matter how inconvenient it might be in the short term, we know our souls will be better off in the long run. Let's pray. Lord of all truth, guide our hearts to seek honesty in all of our dealings, to resist the temptation to weave falsehoods for fleeting gain. Help us to remember the lessons of Abram and strive for integrity, even when the path is steep. May the jurors in Sam Bankman Fried's trial discern the truth with clarity and serve justice with wisdom. And as the verdict looms, may all involved find the strength to accept the outcome with grace. And may this episode teach us to value virtue over vanity, substance over semblance. In your name we pray, the future and foundation of our truth. Amen. On a starlit night in Texas, the unimaginable happened. The Texas Rangers, a team with a legacy marred by near misses and heartbreaking losses, finally triumphed in the grandest stage of them all, clinching their first ever World Series title. This was more than just a victory on a baseball field. It was a symbolic exorcism of the demons that had haunted the franchise for over five decades. Let's unpack this wild odyssey together and appreciate the long journey it takes for some to finally taste victory. The story of the Texas Rangers is a tale of perseverance. Established in 1972, the franchise has seen its fair share of highs and lows. From the greats like Nolan Ryan and Juan Gonzalez to the agonizing near misses in the World Series in 2010 and 11. The Rangers have been on the brink of greatness, but could never quite reach the pinnacle. The franchise's history is littered with moments of heartbreak from A-Rod's controversial tenure there to the devastating Game 6 loss in the 2011 World Series. The journey of this World Series victory was not a smooth one. The team had to navigate through numerous adversities, injuries, and moments of doubt. However, under the steady guidance of Bruce Bocce, a man who came out of retirement to lead the Rangers, the team found its footing. Baji, with his wealth of expertise and calm demeanor, instilled a sense of belief and resilience in the team. He was not just managing players, he was leading men, fostering a culture of trust and accountability within the organization. The World Series clash between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks was nothing short of a theatrical masterpiece. On one end, we had Zach Gallen delivering a performance of balance, elegance, and power. For six innings, he was untouchable, weaving a tapestry of pitches that left the Rangers' batters bewildered. 
But on the other hand, Nathan Ivaldi was the embodiment of a chaotic symphony, a plate juggler in the midst of a maelstorm, somehow keeping the runs at bay despite constant threats. It was a spectacle of pitching prowess, a, a duel between two masters of their craft with completely different styles. However, as the game progressed into the seventh inning, the Rangers' bats came alive. Corey Sager, the eventual series MVP, delivered a timely single, setting the stage for Mitch Garver to bring it home. The Rangers had broken through, and they never looked back after that, running away with the World Series title. Bruce Bocci's leadership was the linchpin of this historic victory. Known for his expertise in bullpen management, Bocci showcased his true strength, his ability to lead, inspire, and bring out the best in his players. He navigated through the ups and downs of the season with a steady hand, always maintaining a sense of calm and composure. Bocci's impact extended beyond the field, though. He fostered a culture of inclusivity, ensuring that everyone, from the players to the support staff, felt valued and were a part of the journey. He was a leader in every sense of the word, guiding the Rangers to glory with his wisdom, expertise, and unwavering belief in the team. With this victory, the Texas Rangers have finally shed the label of the perennial underachievers. The franchise has written a new chapter in its history, one filled with triumph and redemption. For the players, the coaches, and the countless individuals who have been a part of the Rangers' journey, the World Series title is a testament to the power of perseverance, belief, and the transformative impact of true leadership. Bruce Bocci and his masterful management and inspirational leadership has etched his name in the pantheon of great baseball managers. He took a team laden with potential and turned them into champions, proving once again that in the world of baseball, with the right leader at the helm, anything is possible. And isn't that true in life? We all need someone to believe in us and to bring out the best in us. The Texas Rangers World Series victory is not just a win for baseball. It is a story of redemption, a tale of overcoming the odds, and a lesson in leadership. Bruce Bocci and the Texas Rangers have shown the world that with belief, resilience, and the right guidance, even the most elusive dreams can be achieved. The demons have been exercised. The Texas Rangers are World Series champions. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we revel in the joy of the Texas Rangers, a team whose long-awaited victory reminds us of the beauty and perseverance of unity. We give thanks for the leaders like Bruce Bocci, who exemplify wisdom and humility, and for every player whose dedication has woven this tapestry of success. Bless this team, Lord, with continued grace and camaraderie, and let their story inspire us all to chase our dreams with fortitude and faith, never giving up. In the lessons of their journey and the sweetness of their triumph, may we find strength to pursue our own victories. In the game of life and beyond, we love you, Lord, and we close this time by praising your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Pray News. It is our aim to be informed and transformed. We pray today would proceed with hope, love, and determination to be a force for good. If you've enjoyed this take on the news, consider writing us a review and share your experience. You can sign up for our newsletter at PrayNews.com. There you will find sources to all of our reporting. And be sure to download the Pray.com app to make prayer a priority in your life and experience the Bible in new and exciting ways.